Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the unofficial SAP on Azure video podcast. Today is December 11th and together with Goran and Robert, we are here to talk about anything related to SAP and Microsoft. Hello, everyone. Hi. Hello. We hi. Have, hi. We have only one more episode to go before we actually close this year. And in this episode, we have the pleasure to welcome Etienne and Leon um, on the show or back on the show, at least to, to, to <coughs> some extent. Before we head over to them, and um, they have some really, really amazing things um, to show. Um, as always, let's quickly look back at um, this week. And obviously, we will quickly talk about TechEd. There, there are some some interesting things on, on SAP TechEd, but there is also a lot of other stuff um, that I quickly want to cover. So in the past episodes, we talked a lot about the go local um, strategy from from Microsoft, where we announced um, a lot of new regions across um, the world, and um, actually we just announced another um, region to transform um, Chile. So um, apparently we will have a new data center region um, and, and and similar like in in Denmark or in in Austria. Um, it's not only the data center that we're doing there, but but we're really investing in 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 the area. So. I think this is a um, pretty interesting um, new development that is happening and it will, will hopefully really also help Chile um, in, in their digital transformation. And then another thing um, is the cooperation between Deutsche Telekom and Microsoft. Um, so in the past, obviously, there, there has already been a lot of um, collaboration between Microsoft and Deutsche Telekom. Um, but now in this um, new um, yeah, redefined partnership, as, as they call it here. Um, it's really about a, a new strategic agreement, a strategic alignment. It's a lot about Microsoft 365, about Azure. Obviously, we have Azure regions in, in, in Germany. Um, T-Systems um, um, is, is obviously playing a very big role in this. And I think this is um, fairly important also for, for, for Germany because um, with GDPR, with, with all the... Um, trusted relations that that are required in in, in germany i think um, deutsche telekom has a very um, important role uh, to play there so there, there's even a, a short video um, with tim hetkes um, who's the ceo of deutsche telekom and, and and satya that you can look at so i think that's um that's really quite interesting this announcement um uh, maybe just yeah just to yeah, add they are, they are uh, telling also on on the text below that they will uh, help customers moving their SAP environment in Azure. And yeah. then I believe also a huge SAP hoster as well. So this is also part of their business, right? On one hand. I... Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they are on the other hand, they are owner of the communication infrastructure. So this is also part, of course, crucial part when accessing the Azure. I mean, internet has to work uh, Absolutely. I have to connect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's actually something that, that Tim um, Hutkins also really, really talks about there. And, and you're absolutely right. I think T-Systems is one of the biggest SAP um, managed service providers, um, I think actually also worldwide. So I think this this makes a lot of sense on a, on a lot of areas. Um, there's also one thing that I, um, I mean, I have three kids. So, so for me, there, there's also one thing 
that got uh, pretty apparent um, in this current pandemic. And um, this is the the support digital education efforts in Germany. Um, and I, I mean, I I am affected with my kids, and I I have to say there there is definitely a lot of room for improvement um, in, in in Germany when it comes to um, the digitalization of um, German schools, I would say. And I, I don't know exactly what it means. Um, um, there, there's only some some high level information, but I think um, Deutsche Telekom has um, offered to um, help really um, yeah, build up the, the infrastructure within um, the German schools or the schools in Germany. And um, obviously, um, Telekom and, and um, Microsoft are collaborating here with Office 365, with Teams. And personally, I, I really, really think um, th there's a lot of things that needs to be done. And um, maybe or hopefully this will also help there. Um, so, so not only SAP on Azure related, but uh, potentially also um, in in the school sector. Yeah, I don't think Germany's alone there in terms of you know having I suppose issues with with digital education. I think in Australia we really struggled as well during the pandemic of digitizing the, the education system. But um, yeah, so absolutely, I don't think that's a a problem just specific to Germany. That's for sure. Um, I, unfortunately, I, I think that in germany it's going worse than in other places <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah let, let, let's see if if we make some progress here yeah. <clears throat> good and um, the next thing that i want to highlight is a, a, um, a blog post by by morgan and um, he announces a new um, Azure deployment automation framework for sap and uh, it's basically um, a continuation of this whole um, Ansible and Terraform scripts um, that we have released in the past. Um, he, he outlines um, the vision, the next step, really focusing more on the configurational aspects of how to deploy an SAP system and stuff like that. And um, he's also um, linking to um, the GitHub repository. Um, we have been on this GitHub repository before, so Azure slash um, SAP.hana. Um, but but actually there's now this um, beta version 2.3 where there's really a lot of things happening and um, this is so so maybe when you looked at um, the SAP HANA repository before um, you saw that um, there was not too much activities um, um, here but actually the thing is that the team was really busy um, working on 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 the new version and um, you could find the the new scripts um, here in this github repository what I also like is there's actually a, um, a workshop, a deployment workshop available that really um, guides you uh, step by step through um, how do you actually use these Terraform and Ansible scripts. And I, I, I really hope that this will help um, simplify the deployment or the automated deployment um, of an SAP um, environment on, on Azure. Yeah, and even if you think just, just about the infrastructure deployment part, Typically, kind of every, many customers and partners are telling they needed two weeks per system to deploy it. You know now, and we are also kind of so. This is when you think there are huge number of systems which some customer would move, even hundreds. I mean, it would be amazing time of um, decreasing the deploy, employment time. And if you think about the POCs as well, I mean, um, uh, it's unbelievable um, speed up. In the whole process, you know, and plus the standardization because uh, um, there are so many details and best practices you need 
to set it up uh, and we tend to forget it, right? And then you realize later. So this means the overall quality uh, will increase uh, by, by um, employing the automation also du during the setup process. Absolutely. So I think we I... can we can maybe organize that could be one of the topics also guys in our teams with par uh, partnership here with the PMs. So it would be great maybe to with the with the both sides to maybe as an idea we could have it as a, as a one of the sessions. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, because you're absolutely right. I think <clears> there are <throat> facets to this. There there's the automation aspect, but but also as you said, I I've worked with a lot of customers where um this was not working, that was not working, and then it turned out well they forgot to enable accelerated networking Correct. or they, yeah. they did a completely um different disk layout which is not according to our recommendations or they used um virtual machines that are not supported um or or i mean official certified by by sap for for sap workload or something like that and if you have these automations then a lot of things are are um, simplified and um actually morgan points out that um with um with this new idea it's it's really about be doing configuration so so you 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 don't need to go in there from scratch and 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 um build your own environment but you can really leverage what um the team has done here configure some of this stuff and adjust it there to your um, requirements and your needs there good but but that's a good idea Goran. we'll 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 see if we can get um someone of the team there to talk about this in in, in more details Okay, and then um, this week we had SAP TechEd. Um, I think it was a huge event. I'm not sure um, 60,000 participants or something like that is what um, Jürgen Müller mentioned in the in the first keynote. Um, a lot of sessions, um, a lot of online content. Um, the good thing is everything is is, is available now. Um, so uh, I, I got an email that, every, yeah, here, there you go. So everything is, is, is there on demand now, so you can watch um, the sessions. I have to admit, I had very little time. I, I only watched um, basically the the two keynotes by um, Jürgen Müller and also the um, <coughs> developer keynote. And there were a lot, lot of announcements and um, probably we cannot go into um, too much details, but I want to start with something that actually Thomas Saueressig um, mentioned in one of the Q&A um, sessions there. And that's um, the uh, announcement that SAP and Microsoft um, partner on the digital supply chain. Um, so um, the, the DSC, the digital supply chain, um, is now um, available from, um, or from, from SAP running on Microsoft Azure. So um, we've been working with SAP for, for quite some time on this. And it, it's not only a lift and shift or something like that. It, it's really that we've worked very, very closely with SAP on this. Um, so we really looked at what past services are available from, from Microsoft Azure, what you can use there, what are the different um, DSC products um, um, that, that we can really make available on Azure, what are the benefits there, how can we um, um, integrate in in different Azure solutions. the the whole edge component, the whole edge component, obviously, is is very very crucial, um, because especially in digital supply chain, I mean, it's it, it's not all digital. You 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 need to, uh, or you you do have components on prem, and and um, you need to connect to different IoT devices and stuff like that. So there there's really 
there, there's been a lot of collaboration um, going into this, and I, I'm, I'm super, super happy um, to see this announcement now. Um, and one months. very interesting part, you know, um, it's mentioning that um, it will be uh, the idea is to offer this uh, software as a service. Hmm. meaning model, mm -hmm. you know, in order to, I mean, so in that way, of course, customer, there is no need to deploy it and manage it, which is again, uh, the, the hurdle, right? Um, and that's also one very interesting, I mean, really big value proposition. Yeah, software as a service model. Absolutely. And I think, I mean, if you look at supply chain, if you look at the digital supply chain, I mean, um, just look back at the, the recent month um, in this pandemic, it, it became so, so important. And I think, yeah, this this collaboration just makes a lot of sense. So, so I'm I'm, I'm glad that um, we we can now talk about this and uh, yeah that uh, this is now out in the public. <laughs> but actually, this was just a side note during TechEd. Um, obviously, there 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 was the first keynote from um, Jürgen Müller, and I, I I have to say um, after Sapphire and after um, yeah some other events, um, I was a little yeah. Uh, uh, worried <laughs> that it might not work so well um, but I have to I, I mean I think it's absolutely worth watching the keynotes and from a from a technology point of view it's simply amazing and and actually so so apparently I don't know if you you know that the show the Mandalorian that is currently running um mm -hmm. so Star Wars um um, the the Mandalorian and um, when they produce this series and um, they they use some completely new technology so so they're not using a green screen um, but they are using huge um, LED or OLED um, um, screens where actually the the actor can see what's happening so so the actor is not working in front of a green screen where he has to pretend there's something or where he's pretending to to look at the sky or whatever but he's actually looking there because there's this huge um, 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 LED screen, so so to say, and apparently SAP used the very same technology, and um, so so they have these huge screens, and the the background is rendered in real time. Um, wow. Yeah, so 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 there's this really nice interaction, and I think you can really see this that um, the the stage, the set is is simply amazing. So I I think it's definitely worth um, um, watching the keynotes there because it's just visually stunning, I would say. Um, in the keynote itself, I mean, in the first keynote, Jürgen was mainly talking about the extensibility, data to value, and um, integration. I think these were the, the three main topics, but there was also huge focus on developers. Um, so every developer is welcome, basically, and SAP really wants to address the whole developer um, range from the hardcore SAP developer to the cloud native developer and so on. So I think that that was, um, really really yeah interesting setting the stage um th there are these two keynotes there they're both also available on youtube but what i most likely or what i what i most enjoyed to be honest um, was the so-called developer keynote um by dj adams rich heilman and ah i forgot the third guy um and and they they, they had created a, a, a beautiful scenario where they uh, where there's one ABAP developer where there's one um cloud native developer and then there's there's one that that basically brings um the uh the, the different worlds together and and this showed 
in a, in a real nice way from my, my point of view, how you can use the SAP Cloud Platform, how you can use the ABAP in, uh, runtime, the um, Cloud Foundry um, environment, how you can use the, the Kima environment, and how you can use some of these services available. And, and, and maybe actually this is something that we'll hear from um, Leon and and um, Etienne in, in in a second as well, but this this demo I think showed this in a in a really beautiful way. So I can only recommend um, take a look at the video and and also they published um, all of the things that they showed in this GitHub repository. So you can also Which just follow cool. this yeah. and do it on your own as well. Yeah. So this is definitely worth checking out. And I mean, it's a developer compliant, you know, to put on a GitHub. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. For a developer keynote, it's good yeah. that it's on, on GitHub. Um, then one final thing. Um, so obviously uh, we, we couldn't cover anything or all, all the things um, in, in, in our podcast. And obviously also when you watch the keynotes, there's only very, very little content um, um, out of the, all the content that was published um, during TechEd. So SAP has released this SAP TechEd News Guide 2020. And they are really, it's like 50 pages or something like that, or yeah, 46 pages with um, a lot of different announcements. Um, so if you want to really know what, what was announced at, at TechEd, um, take a look at this guide. Uh, for me personally, um, there, there are a few things that this, um, there's now um, this free tier for the SAP Cloud Platform has been announced. So sometime in 2021. So it could mean December um, um, 31st of, of 2021, but sometimes in 2021, there will be a free tier of um, the SAP Cloud Platform. I thought that was um, really interesting after um, yeah, where we are currently with the SAP Cloud Platform. And the other thing that I thought was really interesting is the SAP One domain model. So a first, first objects for the SAP One domain model have now been published, which I think also shows that SAP is really making progress there on their um, whole um, approach to to simplify um, yeah, the, the, the different business objects within the, the different um, SAP products. So also check this cool. out. That's great. Good. And um, now um, I think, uh, yeah, I, I quickly talked about here about the different components with the SAP Cloud Platform. And um, I think Etienne and Leon, um, you had kicked off this amazing hackathon. I think you had this beautiful idea of um, yeah, doing more than just infrastructure and really looking, well, what can you do with SAP Cloud Platform and what you can do with Azure? And you teamed up with SAP. So maybe without um, yeah, me saying anything more, maybe you can quickly introduce yourselves <laughs> and then I'm, I'm really looking forward to what you have done there. Yeah, great, Olga. It's a great segue for us because because you're absolutely spot on, right? IaaS is so last year. Everything is now microservices and APIs, <laughs> right? So um, uh, by by means of introduction, I'm Etienne Dietrich. Uh, I'm a technologist uh, in the strategic partnership team from uh, from Microsoft. Um, and and yes, uh, I, I can't wait to give you guys a bit of a glimpse of, of what we did over the last few months. Yeah, and uh, I'm Leon Davis. Uh, I'm a cloud solution architect specializing in SAP. Uh, I work in our, our partner uh, network here in, in APAC. Cool. Fantastic. So um, I've, I've prepared a little a little deck for us to go through um, as we as we run through the, the talk track. Um, but uh, I just I just want to say that um, this event that we carried out really would not have been possible without the support we got from Murali Shamugam and Marin Vidinov Absolutely. from SAP 
Yeah, look, uh, we were literally joined at the hip for the last few months, um, working away, trying to make a success out of this. But um, at the end of the day, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. Um, <laughs> so I was very, very pleased to see the quality of the submissions that came in. And, and the hats off has to go to all of the participants uh, who, 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 really, who really helped us uh, move the goal goalpost here in this hackathon. So um, what I'll do is I'll, I'll kind of start off with a little bit of an overview of, of, of what, how the event came to be, because um, I think, Olga, you, you've given the, the right backdrop there is, um, look, we, we wanted to pivot away from the traditional SAP on Azure messages, which is really kind of centered around compute storage and network. Yes, we still saw some really awesome automation coming in that that changes the game, but that that is still very much an IaaS play. So um, given the fact that that we wanted to do something a little bit different, we, we, we also thought about who, who, who are our key stakeholders in this environment. And, you know, an often overlooked demographic in the SAP and the Microsoft world, if you bring the two together, is the developer community. So that that is kind of fueled this this whole event for us is the, the event was conceived out of a desire to bring Microsoft and SAP developers closer to each other. So fundamentally, the event comprised out of kind of three online webinars. Uh, you know, we had a, a kickoff session where we introduced the, the rules of play to all of our participants. Um, then we, we had a Q&A session, which was, was, was quite pertinent, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But our main event really kind of was a two-week period where we invited our partners to kind of add so much to this because everybody still had their day jobs to do. Uh, our partners are, are the target for this event and they obviously had customer engagements and migrations and deadlines to, to fulfill. So we, we were pretty pretty upfront, straight, straight up with our partner community and said, look, we're putting a massive ask in here. We need you to go the extra way. It's going to be late nights and potentially weekends. Um, uh, but, 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 but yeah, we, we got there to in the end. Now, um, one of the key things that I think was really successful looking back, but was very critical at the start, was how we positioned the event. And we were very explicit to say that, look, if you just bring an SAP developer or you just bring a Microsoft developer to the party, you might be able to do some cool stuff. But to get the best out of both platforms, you really need skills and experts in both sides. Beautiful. So that kind of fed how we structured the teams, the team numbers and things like that. And Leon will touch on that in, in a little bit. But um, the other massive input to this whole event was really the enablement and the mentor participation in this event. Um, look, what we tried to do was something that has never been done before. We wanted to, to get participants together in the back backdrop of a post-pandemic world where they could choose things like an industry or a community or an open innovation track. Um, uh, and then they had to choose a set of Microsoft services and a set of SAP services with some foundational elements in there, such as a mandatory Azure Active Directory. Um, but uh, but yeah, this, this kind of all came together over the timelines that you see there. And uh, obviously a couple of weeks ago, we had our winner's announcement and, and it was really great to see those submissions. But I'll hand over to Leon just to talk us through some of the lead up and those plans planning and logistics um, to take us into, into that event. Yeah, that's right. So obviously we thought we had a pretty interesting event on our hands. You know, we thought this is pretty cool, but, you know, we just, we w wanted to make sure 
you know, that we would get the participation. So we sort of started off with a, a bit of a, I suppose, an expression of interest, um, just sort of because, you know, obviously working in the partner space myself, um, I could easily just reach out to a few partners, just send a, a few relaxed emails just saying, hey, you know, we're thinking of putting on this hackathon, you know, we're thinking of something along the lines of this, something maybe instead of, because as Etienne said, you know, this ran for over two weeks, you know, your more traditional hackathons, usually two days, you're in site, uh, on, on site together, working away and you get it done. But in obviously the pandemic that we're in at the moment, that's not possible. So, so yeah, we, we sent this out to the email and the responses we got were overwhelmingly positive. You know, we had partners who were like, so excited you know they're like when can we start you know we you know can we start now and i'm like hey hang on hang on hang on guys you know let us let us build up the event first let, let us get there and then we'll we'll, uh, we'll get you on board but yeah so that was that was really good and the other part of it you know we also as etienne said we'd never really run something like this before so it was sort of about us teaching ourselves and making sure we could actually do the event so we ran through a dry run um, and so that was just to, for us to build confidence and also to test, you know, the platform that we're going to use to 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 run the event. So we did that with by putting four internal teams together, and and they were made up from a mixture of SAP and Microsoft experts. And Holger, you were in there as well, and Etienne, I think you you were in one of the teams. And and you know, we had I think three I think three days I think was it the the dry yes, run it was something very like that. Quick very quick one just to test it out and the platform we decided on to to um to run the event was microsoft teams so in in by doing that we could what else? create yeah of course of course <laughs> you know we're going to use our own products <laughs> and then, you know we create out create one microsoft team and we created these uh, the the sub channels underneath for each for each team uh, and that was secured for each one so that inside the inside their sub channel you could you know um chat with with each other um, uh, real-time sharing of files that sort of thing work on files together um, and but the the big part of it was that we could test having the mentors as having access to all those channels so they could be tagged for questions to for support and that that was something that was that worked really well um, yeah so the dry run was a success um, yeah and then we worked with marketing and, and set up our registration pages and the like sent out our invites and we got 11 partners uh, registered for the event yeah so before we go really on to cool. before we go on to the partners I just wanted to add that I was pretty nervous that that I wasn't sure if we could actually string together real life scenarios by taking a handful of SAP services and a handful of Microsoft services so the dry run obviously also had a, a great impact to to reduce my own nerves to say yes if if, <laughs> if if I can work with some SAP guys and we can string together some great integrated scenarios in a couple of days then we've got hope that our Microsoft and SAP experts in our partner organizations should be able to to do something meaningful too so that got a check in the box and uh, um, yeah talking about partners why not uh, give them a little bit of a shout out yeah yeah for sure did you want to share your screen Etienne? is my my screen not shared no no nope. <laughs> let's okay. go for it i am so sorry about that yeah, that's Here all right go and by the way we are using teams for all those <laughs> up on Azure youtube channel right absolutely awesome. yeah yeah awesome so, okay yeah so you can see uh, that we had a, a wide range of teams coming, uh, joining or participants uh, coming with the event. And um, yeah, a shout out to obviously NTT was probably the, the best name of, of the lot, Data Cowboys from out of Sydney. I think that's a, a, crack, a cracking team name. 
Um, so yeah, that's great. But we had a mixture of, of GSIs and we also some some local more uh, bespoke LSIs as well. You can see with Inkture and uh, Born Digital as well. Um, so that was great. It was great to see. And, and we set some ground rules with the registration. So no minimum number of teams. So you can see Accenture and DXC have registered a few different teams. Um, but we just set a, a limit on number of participants in each team. So we set it so the minimum of two people, maximum of six. Um, and obviously that that th those teams had to be made up of SAP and Microsoft developers. So um, yeah, which is sort of leads on to something Etienne touched on as well is is this collaboration component because something I didn't realise until we got into the actual event and was speaking to partners is that you know that maybe probably some of the big GSIs and you know they've got. Yeah. Probably siloed departments. They'll have a group of group of Microsoft developers or or experts on Azure services, but may not have who may not have much SAP experience, and you know vice versa. There may be a team of SAP developers in that same company who maybe haven't got much uh, to do with some of the Microsoft guys. So this really was you know we were collaborating the companies Microsoft and SAP together to run the event, but on the other side. The GSIs and I'm um, sorry, the partners were were really putting their teams together to to come up with that, and I think that was um, really good. You know, and and hopefully going forward, that that's going to really improve the networks inside each each partner as well. Yep. Yeah. So so that's something I think is a really big plus for, from this from this event. Um, yeah. So for this hackathon, we needed to have both SAP and uh, Microsoft experts to help our our partners as well. So that's where the mentors came in. Um, yeah. I think. Did you want to speak some on the mentors, Etienne? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. As I mentioned earlier, the the whole success of the event really kind of depended on 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 our mentors because um, the, the the kind of stuff uh, the the these these folks did was 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 again over and above their day job. I've seen I've seen some of the mentors still in in the group chats or the channel chats with the participants over weekends late at night. Um, I've seen I've seen some some of the mentors jump in um, log onto log onto the SAP Cloud platform or Azure subscriptions and troubleshoot and debug with the participants and help them get there. Sometimes we couldn't get stuff completely working, then the mentors jumped in and they recommended alternative solutions to get to the same result. Um, so it is just amazing that that all of all of the all of the people you see here on on the screen really contributed to the overall success of of, of the event. And and uh, uh, you, you you probably might see a couple of familiar faces uh, in the top line there. Um, so uh, ha hats off and thank you for everybody that has uh, really, really kind of um, jumped in. An interesting statistic I wanted to raise was that each of these mentors had an enablement session and the idea of the enablement session was um, just to explain to the participants you know what their area of technology or their specialist skills are and then maybe give them some practical use cases of where the technologies or services are used, not necessarily in an SAP Microsoft integrated fashion, but just to kind of stimulate the thought patterns on the participants of what they could do with these services. And interestingly enough, those online enablement sessions that actually overran uh, the 30 minute slot that we time box, which I think is a very small time to try and tell, tell anybody about uh, SAP conversational AI or power apps. You know, it's very time box, but there were a few sessions that ran into the 40, 45 minute mark. And incidentally, those services in those sessions were actually the top two used 
services on both Microsoft and SAP's side looking back at the hackathon. So maybe if we do it again, we, we want to get a little bit of healthy competition going into the into the mentors to make sure that they tout their products or their services a little bit more accurately. Um, so yeah, we've now seen that look, uh, the core planning team was very critical to the success. The mentors absolutely critical to the success. But at the end of the day, you know, we also want some partial evaluation of the process. And uh, Leon will take us just through kind of the judges, the judging process and, and how that all worked. Mm, yeah, so big thanks to the judges because we had, essentially you could see here, we've got three judges on each side from each company. Um, yeah, so because the teams, you know, had to come up with a submission. The submission itself was uh, a short PowerPoint based on a template template we provided. Um, the PowerPoint included, you know, they had to put in there some architecture diagrams and a bit of an ex explanation on um, um, the the challenges that they were trying to tackle and the solution that they come up with. But they also had to put together a three minute video of their uh, application or solution in flight. Uh, so yeah, and out of that, so all the judges obviously had to consume all that material and watch all the videos. And then uh, uh, after that, we gave them a score sheet. And, and out of that, there was four key areas that we wanted them to, to focus on. Business applicability, uh, feasibility, uh, creativity and innovation and sustainability and community impacts. So, so yeah, they would make a score. Uh, I think we had it out of five for each area, uh, and then they'd submit that to us, and and we got them all back for the for the winning ceremony. Uh, and a, a short little story on the winning ceremony is where I aged a little bit because uh, <laughs> I I was the one who drew the short straw for for um, sharing my laptop and sharing the presentation <laughs> and the likes. And so, you know. My laptop's been been a rock ever since I've got it, but <laughs> I don't know what happened on this day. But anyway, I decided I was sharing the material. We had an MC from from SAP who was who was going to talk through and run the event. Um, so I was going to record it. As soon as I clicked record, uh, everything locked up. Uh, my CPU fan was screaming at 100%, uh, and, and uh, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't mute myself. I couldn't, I, you know, they, they, I could hear everyone. The videos had all stopped. Uh, this is nothing to say that Teams is a bad product, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, so anyway, I've, I couldn't mute. I've got a dog here that loves to bark during meetings. I don't know how he knows when I'm in a meeting, but you'll probably start up in a minute. Um, but uh, yeah, so so I was just sitting there for the whole meeting, just praying that it was recording, <laughs> flicking through the slides and just hoping that, that my laptop didn't crash. Anyway, I got through the event. But recording blind. How cool. Yeah, yeah. The the recording <laughs> recording works. So yeah, go teams. Thumbs up. Yeah. So that was that was that was my experience. I don't think my beard was this grey two weeks ago. <laughs> 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 yeah, so, that yeah. A... so so that's a great segue, Leon, because um, uh, what, what we've got some some cool stuff in store to to kind of uh, wrap up this uh, this session. So, um, I think I think uh, if you guys are all happy, um, we'll go into into kind of a bit of an overview of of the nine submissions we received um as part of the hackathon. Um, and and what we will do in in the summary of each uh, each submission is we we will kind of call out which uh, which track of the event they chose to compete in. Um, we'll, we'll talk about the challenge that they try to overcome um, and what the solution is they built to overcome that challenge and then some give some personal insight or feedback on, on what was pretty cool uh, for us as individuals uh, watching those submissions and videos and reading through their through their presentations. So if everybody's okay, we'll jump straight in. Just one thing, Etienne. So, yes. so the thing is really the partners 
we're completely open what they could use. So, so if they have skills on the SAP Cloud Platform, they could choose some services on the SAP Cloud Platform, and then they saw, well, but there's a cool service on Azure, so, so I'll, I'll also use this service on Azure, and then they could build a, a solution on top of this. So it was really up to them to select what, ah, yeah, what, what services they could select and use. And I mean, personally, I, I think that's exactly what we want to convey to customers, that um, SAP has a beautiful platform with the SAP Cloud Platform. Azure, Microsoft has a beautiful platform with, with, with Azure, and it's really up to the imagination of, of the customer to, to pick and choose the services that work best for them. And I think in, in your hackathon, you made that really happen. And, and Absolutely, yeah, so, so right? I'm, I'm really, so really so here, here I'm, I'm, I'm just quickly sharing to, to you guys what some of those ground rule services were. So we talked a bit earlier about how we use the dry run to validate that and, and re remove my own nerves to make sure we can string these things together. But, but fundamentally, the rules of engagement were Azure Active Directory was a foundational service that everybody had to use. So because identity is key, security is key to to any kind of any kind of solution. So. Um, AAD was 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 mandatory uh, for for everyone. Then on top of AAD, um, uh, each participant had to use a ground rule service, a minimum of one of each side. The mm -hmm. ground rule services on the SAP Cloud Platform side was SAP HANA, SAP Data Warehouse Cloud, SAP Conversational AI, um, the SAP Cloud Platform Portal, um, and SAP Business Application Studio. Um, the ground rule services on the Microsoft side were obviously uh, the, our data stores, which uh, include things like uh, Data Lake, uh, HD Insight, Azure SQL, or even Blob Storage. Um, from a visualization and analytics perspective, we we nominated Power BI as one of one of the services uh, that they can choose. The Azure Bot Framework um, clearly uh, also an option. Um, Power Apps or the Power Platform, very key there with Power Automate. And then, of course, some cognitive services and Azure Functions that, that kind of co close that, that loop. But um, the rules were fairly wide open and said, look, you can use anything you want from anywhere you want as long as you use AAD and one right. of the left-hand side and one from the right-hand side. Um, and uh, a little bit later on, we'll just go through some analytics to see what these participants actually used and how many of these services were in the submission. So that's a little bit of an interesting re re retrospective or reflective look at it. Um, but but yeah, it, it was great, Holger. Uh, it is, it's so true. There are so many things that you can literally string together. And, and I think, you know, the low code, no code idea is is perfect for us to to work in this in the concept of a, of a hackathon and even taking forward to customer scenarios because we don't have to be in-depth experts in C sharp or or in ABAP or in or in Java. So that that's where cloud cloud-based development and, and and configuration stories come into play. Cool. Yeah, low code is a good word actually here because this is enables non-real developer to do something there and in a fast and easy way. So that that's really um I mean a huge value which is being given now through the uh, new way of consuming the platform services, so to say. Cool. Absolutely. Mm. Mm. You also right. see there at the, the top was the three tracks there. What was it? The probably just go back. Yeah. So community, industry or open innovation. So we really didn't limit them too much and they could pretty much go wherever they like in, in that side of things. Exactly. Look, we, we painted a backdrop of a post pandemic world. Uh, you know, mm. we wanted to we wanted them to, to keep that in mind, um, not to have too much free reign. We wanted the submissions to be relevant to the world we live in um, and they needed to be applicable um, 
no, no point in, in, in a participant creating some something absolutely fantastic with tens of thousands of integration points, but it's just not feasible to be implemented and it's not quite mm. relevant to a business problem. So we we took we took some shaping and forming um, uh, of the ground rules, but when it came to the choice of services and how they want to use it, you'll probably find that when you look through the submissions, you'll see some had more of an SAP kind of entry point to the solution with an Azure backend. Some more had a Microsoft entry point and had more of an SAP backend. So, so there were some really cool examples that that came through, yeah, in that space. Cool. Let's take a look. <laughs> Fantastic. So, um, I'll take us through the the first few and then pass over to Leon. But um, DXC Technology team gone viral. Um, they built a solution in the industry track, and their solution adds value to travel and transportation entities. Um, in their solution, they address the challenge of massive and often disparate data sets that's really hard to consolidate and gain real-time insights from. Um, interestingly enough, the team mentioned prior to the hackathon that this is actually a long-standing problem they've been trying to solve. They've been really thinking about it and arm wrestling with it, but uh, now it seems as though they really found a way by blending the SAP and Microsoft technologies together to address that problem Fantastic. that they have. So, but sticking to the hackathon brief of a post-pandemic world, their submission was really very relevant and about how public transport um, can benefit from intelligent analytics after COVID because obviously everybody's going to go back on to work. In, in our lockdown environments, trains and buses were, were probably not running to full capacity. Now there's going to be a big rush uh, to get back into get back into the game, so to say. Um, so mm. the solution that they that they built was uh, leveraging something called the, the general transit feed specification, which is a public data source with all public transport information um, in various guises. So they hooked up to the Transport for New South Wales bus data as a data set and ingested this data using an Azure function. And from there, they used Azure Data Factory to coordinate multiple small data sets into an ADLS Gen 2 store. And that was obviously easy to bring straight into the SAP Data Warehouse Cloud, where they started visualizing, visualizing on top of that through Power BI. Now, they also had a Power App that went straight into trip level detail. So you could actually see how many passengers are on a list. They had some machine learning and things like that to be able to predict more delays of certain buses and transports. So, but when I was watching this the submission video, I was like, this is really relevant. I can I can see this add value because all of these different transport entities store their data everywhere else. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's the citizens that are impacted by bus delays that are not very happy. So this is a, the opportunity to make a difference. But in like a true Marvel style, there was this, hidden scene behind the credits which which i think is is why team gone viral got got the got the first prize in here because the ability for them to transform the solution and apply it to other cases was amazing um, at the end of this their submission video in the hidden credits they showed a, a very quick clip of how easy they can amend the ingestion function point to a different data set. And in like 10 seconds, their whole solution ported from Sydney's public transport to Brisbane's. And that was just amazing to see that. Cool. Look, uh, it's, it's, it's great. It, it was awesome. So um, very cool, very good professional submission. Um, really enjoyed watching that. 
Now, our second place um, or, or our runners up uh, came from Born Digital. Um, uh, absolutely fantastic submission. Um, they created a enterprise risk management solution. Uh, although the solution can really be leveraged across industry, it really has relevance to employee health and safety. Now, the challenge is that as more and more workers return to the office, you know, companies are looking at ways to streamline that process, but also keep employees safe and healthy. Um, and to that extent, Born Digital used a great animated movie as part of their submission, um, where they told the story about David, who returned to work too early after a COVID test, and in the process actually risked infecting his colleagues and the, the risk of the building having to be cleaned was pretty real. So their solution actually blended some SAP and Microsoft technologies to avoid these scenarios, and they can then ensure that companies can keep employees safe in the post-pandemic world. So what does their solution entailed? Now their solution is, is, is amazing because it, it uses a thermal screening terminal with a camera that captures facial the, the face or, or a photo of, of, of the employee trying to enter the building as well as temperature statistics um, and that data is then passed through a whole set of um, authentication via face API hooks into a back-end ECC system to see if building access can be granted in case of uh, the scenarios where uh, uh, people want to come back to the office. There's a, a, a very big process built into the back-end ERP. Um, for example, they need to provide a medical certificate or they need to provide a negative test results that's uh, attached uh, via Fiori front-end into the back-end. Um, and and it was it was really well told and really really well created. But my insight in, into this uh, came a little bit early when when, when I realised that uh, the hackathon really has got some good good ground going because I was trying to facilitate some discussions between Born Digital and some of our mentors uh, as part of the hack. And uh, when I realized that they are trying to integrate Face API with SAP, I just thought, man, this is awesome. Because before the hackathon, if anybody had to mention Face API and SAP ECC in the same system, I would definitely would have liked to get that fact checked because, <laughs> because I'm not sure that's ever a scenario. But, you know, they've did it. They've built it. And we We've got it. So really cool. Well done, Team Born Digital. That was great. Um, our thir third place winner uh, is uh, the, the Team Wolfpack from Inkture. Um, they chose the open innovation track, um, but their solution is very relevant to public services, specifically firefighters. And they got really down to the T, very relevant to the geography of the of the hackathon. And um, everybody would know that Australia is, is, is well known for their bushfires. Now, um, Wolfpack had this desire to improve agility and responsiveness uh, of, of authorities reacting on these disasters. And they specifically wanted to reduce the delays of communicating the states of emergencies. Um, and they wanted to leverage data to make future pro projections about impacts of bushfires and potential causes thereof. And they wanted to make sure that the public has visibility on the statuses of big uh, disasters in their area. So what their solution entailed was a uh, um, 
a, a mobile app that can be used by the, the residents and citizens of Australia as well as the government of Australia to, to really tackle bushfires. So alongside the mobile app, they've got an admin panel that authorities in the back end can use to track incidents. Um, but the public primarily interacts via the SAP Cloud Platform portal and mobile services where they can actually import, uh, report new incidents uh, of bushfires coming on. Um, and then um, they created a really good SAP conversational AI bot that provides uh, interactive guided procedures for their users to raise incidents or, or check those status of existing fires. Um, their solution incorporated uh, Azure machine learning and Power BI visualization. So um, when I when I looked at this, um, uh, you know, I, I clearly saw the relevance of the solution to to the to the problem at hand. Um, uh, bushfires in the community track is is is, re is really good. But what impressed me very, very much is, is how they use the Azure machine learning to train a model to actually predict causes of bushfires. Now, uh, obviously, in the hackathon scenario, they used uh, US fire data sets to drive this model. But in, in their submission, it was really clear that this can definitely add value. And they started from scratch also. They, they didn't have any pre-built models or, or whatever. They, they really... Started. No, uh, uh, no, absolutely not. So, um, uh, uh, as part as part of the the, um, the 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 let's call it the subscription model for the hackathon. Obviously, SAP helped to give us SAP Cloud Platform subscriptions. We used the Microsoft 365 Developer Program um, with predefined data sets and those kind of things, um, and free Azure subscriptions. But but we did help quite a lot of teams um, to get their um, Azure ML Studio up and running as well, uh, where where they did train those models themselves from 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 scratch. So so really amazing to to Ooh, see that. Yeah. Now, if we look on uh, look at the next one, this is uh, Accenture. Um, their application is titled Return to Work, and the team name is Accenture Innovators A and Z. So you could probably see by the by the entry point, um, there is that exact uh, Microsoft 365 um, sandbox data that that is that is in there. Uh, some SharePoint calendars and things like that. But uh, the the open innovation track is what uh, Accenture Innovators A and Z shows. Um, they also followed the brief pretty well, and they they incorporated a, a return to work, a COVID safe kind of um, solution. Um, th their biggest uh, challenge that they face was uh, how can we ensure that you know we can get workers back into the office um, working safely um, not having to be afraid um, and how can we also plan our capacity especially if if different uh, different countries or different states go through various levels mm -hmm. maybe a level two or a level three lockdown and then social distancing might come in so very important to have that workspace planning capability um, for, for 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 customers to to implement so the, the, they uh, used uh, primarily the SAP's conversational AI uh, features, um, but obviously surfaced that through Teams um, that can integrate with SharePoint calendaring. Um, on the SAP Cloud Platform, um, they built a Node.js application to get data such as employee uh, details from success factors, and obviously they're booking data in a in a HANA cloud database. Now, uh, their solution also added the functionality where employees can actually raise cleaning incidents by simply taking mm -hmm. a photo of the desk or the spillage or something like that, and that then uses the adaptive card notifications on our platform to raise a work order in a cleaning channel for the cleaning cleaning team to come in 
and make sure that uh, the environment is 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 safe and and healthy uh, for employees to sit back in the office. In addition to this, um, they, they, they use great calendaring to see that if I want to meet with Holger in the office, I want to probably have a bit of a face to face chat with Holger and say, um, let's. Uh, troubleshoot this problem. In that case, they had the shared calendaring uh, integration where you can see, well, Holger is in the office on Wednesday, so I think I'm going to put mm -hmm. my request in to come into the office on Wednesday so we can work together and, and spend some face time together. So, um, yeah, I, I think the thing that stood out for me here was just the excellent use of the developer tools, uh, specifically on the Microsoft uh, 365 um, side. They, they really made a lot of use of that um, M365 developer program program with the sandbox subscriptions and the, the test data sets and the test users and all of those things. Um, that was really, you know, complemented and, and really nicely finished by by some awesome visualizations that that they used on the SAP Cloud Platform side in a Fiori app as an example. So as you can see, yet again, lots of different tools, lots of different services um, uh, and uh, good sticking to the brief. Uh, well, well done, Team Accenture Innovators um, ANZ. That was really a pleasure to to have you guys on, on board. So now we go into uh, Leon's territory to take Ooh. us through the last five. Yeah, cool. So this is another one from Accenture. Um, so this is from Team AICON, uh, titled Enterprise Digital Transformation COVID Situation. So this one, you can see it's got a bit of a, I suppose, cross track where it's industry, uh, manufacturing utilities in this in this example, but also has, you know, also touches on uh, community by implementing COVID safe practices for employee health and safety. So they challenged themselves, they asked themselves, you know, how can they, you know, how can you reduce mach um, machine and hardware failure, but at the same time keep employees safe during these COVID times? So, so they implemented a end-to-end -end predictive maintenance solution. So sensor and IoT data feeding into IoT Hub, machine learning, you know, for analysis. Uh, but out of that, it would raise a, a, a work order or, or an alert, and uh, out of that, it would feed into SAP Cloud Platform. So creating workflow and, and a work order in SAP Cloud Platform. But to keep maintenance workers COVID safe. Um, they implemented sort of touch-free scanning of work orders via QR codes. They put in some speech recognition in there so they could talk talk to talk to the solution to, to kick off a, a work process. Um, and then they had cameras in there uh, that would detect if the uh, technician was wearing a mask or not, you know, mm -hmm. using our, our, our low AI solution. So that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, so I mean, this is great. I mean, but realistically, this is probably, I think, the most complex solution <laughs> in out of all the submissions. You can see just the sheer number of services they've touched on here in, in this one is amazing. Um, so yeah, lots of different services integrated together. Uh, you can see also in, in there that they were the only team uh, to use the Azure API management, so to tie all the APIs and microservices together, that was that's pretty cool. Um, and there was a cheeky moment where they've they've actually you know used uh, Alexa uh, for the for the uh, voice recognition component, so that was quite interesting. I don't know what our judges thought of that, but I don't think they penalised them <laughs> for that. <laughs> so yeah, so that was pretty cool. Uh, and probably go to the next one. That's there we go. Thank you. Um, yeah, Team EY, they're intelligent communities. So obviously this is down the community track. Um, their aim was to assist communities to, to make a, a positive difference by use of technology. So th that was their brief. They uh, they basically streamlined how 
COVID-related information was being presented to the community um, and to assist the interaction with government departments as well. So they created this community portal, uh, which obviously was based on uh, Power BI, as you can see in the in the architecture diagram there. Um, yeah, so it would contain the latest COVID data in their area. Uh, so yeah, the end user, as in the public, could then uh, use Power BI to stream, uh, I suppose, filter the data down to their area, to their postcode or suburb. Uh, but it also had an intelligent chatbot in there as well, so that they could ask questions and raise concerns and uh, and request uh, also COVID-related permits if you need permits to get into a particular area or something like that. So yeah, and that would feed then into a government um, department uh, dashboard as well, which which was quite nice, um, concise dashboard for tracking the the inquiries from the public, um, as well as uh, yeah the permit requests were all being um, put together in one nice view, and it also gave some nice stats as well, you know, on, on what the requests were coming in from the community as well, which is quite cool. So yeah, a very relevant scenario for, for in the times that we're living in. So really good submission from EY. Um, yeah, great use of Power BI and the dashboard. Some really good visuals, actually. The dashboards were, were quite pretty, really, really good looking. And uh, yeah, and the chatbot functionality was great because it would sort of, you know, they would, they could ask questions and it would feedback COVID related information. And, you know, where can I go to, to I don't know, Get so it get tested or something like that. Um, yeah, so it could the chatbot itself could stem a lot of or, or mitigate a lot of these inquiries from actually reaching the end, like putting strain on government departments. Um, but then, if it was an inquiry that that you know wasn't in the 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 bank that it could respond with, it would start asking more questions to create the inquiry. Like you know, what's your email address? What's your phone number? And out of that, it would create the inquiry for them. So the the public wasn't filling in a form or anything like that. They were just answering, talking to a chatbot, and out of that, the, the inquiry would be raised. So that was that was really cool. So that's a really cool effort from EY. Uh, so Team New Millennial uh, by DXC. So they had their Oxy submission. So Oxy, definitely another community track. And we're going to see, I think there's a bit of a theme going here with a few of these submissions around returning to work. But um, uh, what they did is, is uh, their challenge was adapting workplace challenges and the role of the office in the post-pandemic world. So how to provide a safe and productive and enjoyable experience for everyone. So the solution they came up with is with Oxy. Oxy is like a personal assistant uh, to help you book a hot desk uh, while also helping you coordinate with your colleagues. And we saw that similar in, in one of the other submissions. Um, but yeah, so they could, uh, looking up, looking up their colleagues what days they're going to be in the office. What's interesting though, they've also got Qualtrics in there. They were gathering, it, the the, uh, the assistant could also ask questions around, you know, how they're feeling and, and all that sort of stuff and gather well-being information, which is which was quite interesting. So yeah, yeah, it was a nice mobile app. Um, it would go back and forth between teams and Fury booking based systems quite well. Um, yeah, it looked, looked quite great. Um, the interactions with the bot was great. Um, funnily, they had a data set of users which was based on all the hackathon uh, core team and the mentors, I think. Uh, yeah, had, yeah, and, had everyone and the judges, right? And the they, judges yeah. as well. So yeah, that was that was cool. So you could see it in their presentation, they were, they were using us. Uh, that, so that was a nice touch. Um, yeah, I would have liked to see Qualtrics. I didn't see much around, apart from it asking questions, I would have liked to see how they presented that data back to, to management or HR or something like that, because I think that would have been interesting as well to see how they yeah. were using that data. But, but it's that, a great idea of kind of going a little bit outside of the brief, or not outside of the brief, but but kind of looking 
clearly getting the ground services in there, getting getting the, the foundational Azure Active Directory right, but then bringing in some other PaaS and SaaS services. Mm. There, you know, yeah. we've seen success factors here. We see we see Qualtrics. It's it's great to see the participants going going that that creative. Exactly, Absolutely. exactly. Yeah, it's great. So well done. Uh, next one. So Accenture, so Team AI Avengers. So their COVID work. Workplace enabler. So again, sort of community work, returning back to work uh, type track. Um, yeah, so they wanted to streamline the processes on helping COVID infected employees return safely to the office. So a little bit different. Um, so yeah, using an interactive chatbot again. So chatbots are very popular through this hackathon for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess post pandemic world, nobody wants yeah. to to interact too much face to face. <laughs> so you know, use use yeah, digital twins. Use uh, use use chatbots. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So yeah, they use the chatbots, Azure bot service, SAP conversation AI. Um, employers, you know, they would go through um, this mandatory questioning with this AI, asking around their health and well-being. And as part of the process, they'd also have to upload their COVID recent COVID test. Um, that obviously goes into the Azure Forms recognizer. It'd capture it and analyze the the, the information inside the form. Um, yeah, and then the chatbot would also follow up with some survey questions and the likes uh, uh, to present that back to management. So that's the other side of it is they had these pretty nice looking dashboards um, mm -hmm. uh, that for management to analyse the stats uh, of, and of from the from not only the results of the COVID testing and the likes, but also the survey uh, results. And and they also had sort of a bit of a workflow in there where you could approve and and reject submission forms and and the likes, which was quite good. So another good example of the chatbots at work. Um, the management dashboard they put together could be really useful. I mean, it's interesting because we get a lot of data, you know, as part of COVID showing the countries and and the hotspots and the likes, but this would actually show hotspots within your company. So if you mm -hmm. had, yeah, so it, it, you may have a hotspot in the US or in say in New York or something like that, the New York office is 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 a problem or something like that, you know, that, that a lot of our employees are infected in these particular regions. So that's quite interesting, something you wouldn't get from, from regular information. So yeah, that was quite good. And they overlaid that on the, you can see it, I think up the top left there, overlaying that data across the map as well, which was which was nice. So yeah, really good effort. Uh, and our last one from our data cowboys out of outer Sydney, so from NTT, their digital concierge. So again, another community uh, and returning to work type uh, type solution. So um, they wanted to ensure COVID regulations are adhered to inside the workplace. So when everyone's returning back to work, there may be some rules around, you know, uh, keeping everyone safe. Um, and so, yeah, and obviously to re reduce the risk of, of any COVID spread. So they came up with this nice, interesting solution using IoT to, to capture employee numbers in high traffic areas. If you think like lunchrooms and kitchens and those sort of places. Um, so they offered this data back to the employees via a digital concierge. Um, so employees could ask the concierge a range of questions like um, which kitchen is least busy or uh, where, where is an office department located so people aren't wandering around the building looking for something, they know exactly where to go. Um, but it also ha would factor in um, maintenance information. So if you have air filters in the office, um, yeah, that they could ask, oh, when, you know, what, what air filters need to be changed and give you information around that. So that was pretty cool. Um, I did like, they did use Azure Digital Twins. I think they were the only one who used Azure Digital Twins, but basically to duplicate the office. And you can see 
you know, the dashboard up there, you know, with the lovely Natalie Portman up there at the top as well as the digital concierge. But you can see the graphs underneath Natalie there. That That's actually showing user traffic. So people in different different areas. So you can see the graphs going up and down as people walk in and out. So that was that was quite cool. So, yeah, a, a really interesting submission there. From, yeah, from the and, data and as, a, as an, as an added, added bonus, the, they use text-to-speech and speech-to-text. And uh, <laughs> Padme oh. Amidala was, was talking to you when you, watch, <laughs> when you watch the video so really cool uh data cowboys from out of sydney yeah it was great it was great really so cool. that that kind of brings us to the end of the submissions um what i want to do is just kind of take us through a, a very quick overview of um uh essentially um you know what 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 the composition of the services were so um uh, obviously we'd expect to see azure active directory as one of the the foundational services that needs to be pretty clear in there uh, just just note that when we reviewed the submissions it, it wasn't necessarily a very deep dive into every line of code um but but in in two of the submissions we weren't 100% sure or it wasn't absolutely evident that aad was used so we're making the assumption that all nine submissions used aad um but but it, to no surprise, the top two services that were used were uh, on the SAP side, obviously conversational AI, which I think really relates well to the to the post-pandemic world um, that we're bringing in bots. Um, and it's also in, incidentally a, a shout out to Johnny Liu from SAP who, who ran the enablement sessions for SAP Cloud uh, uh, conversational AI. Now on the Microsoft side, I think visualization Power BI was really, really popular um, in most of the submissions we saw. But also glad to see, you know, we're starting to use a lot of Azure functions. Um, Power Apps uh, on the Microsoft side got got some good usage in there. On the SAP side, the Business Application Studio was used by by quite a lot of. Co uh, participants and, and, and contestants. Um, and as, as we look through, you know, Azure Face API that I talked about earlier, I uh, never thought that we'd see that in an SAP hackathon or even in an ECC system. So so good one, good one there. And yeah, look, uh, lo lots and lots of different uh, services strung up together. And, and all I can say is it was uh, amazing to, to be able to be part of this journey and, and just work with work with the participants, work with the teams involved, learning from the mentors, watching some of those enablement session replays, just just because it's it's great for, for us as a core team also to be be really involved and also learn from all of this. It was it was pretty amazing. Yeah, um, I, I, I really really loved the the having the ability to to look across all the sub channels uh, in in teams, you know, because you could see teams asking questions to to mentors mentors answering and going wow what I'm, and I'm, I'm thinking what are they building you know that sounds really interesting <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely because you kind of get like an input and you see a, an sap service or a microsoft service and you see the interaction with the mentor so you know okay well this is going to be conversational ai or this is going to be a power app so so it was great to see that interaction as well and i think what, what i really love to to see out of this um, the, the the Power BI dashboard, it's not like there's there's um, a clear set of um, SAP services that are used by by all of them, or or there there's a, a big number of, of Microsoft services. It's, it's really this mesh of services, and I think also in the in the in the scenarios that you showed, it was not like 
Um, 90% were Microsoft, and then there was one dummy service on the SAP side that was used, but it was really a beautiful blend of, of technologies. Uh, abs absolutely, right? And and, and, and I think we, we also learned from that. And, and you know, I, I think we, we really have to think very well about the role that those core services play, right? So uh, we, we, were, we were very fortunate that these core services were all used. Um, there was not a core service that wasn't used. Um, so that kind of kind of give us a little bit of in insight into how we need to structure the next one. Um, I think a lot of effort and time will need to be spent about defining the rules of engagement for the next hack. You know, we want to be mm -hmm. creative, but we also don't want to be that creative that it's virtually impossible to string those services yeah. together. Yeah. So, so um, good, good learning there. And Holger, as you say, great balance of technologies and services used on the SAP Cloud platform and, and, on, and on the Microsoft platform. R really awesome. So I think that we're just about to wrap up and I'll just pass over to Leon to just to just run us through, uh, you know, what yeah. we've got in what got in store, right? So excitingly, you know, we've got approvals to to start looking at the next one. So we're hoping we can we can kick one off uh, next year, early next year. Uh, so yeah, same again, and this time I'm hoping it's going to be bigger and better and better. And so we'll we'll see how we go. <laughs> Um, yeah, so at the moment we're also gathering a lot of inf information from from the participants of this original hackathon, and out of that, and and from the lessons learned, we'll, we will try and improve and and build this further. Um, yeah, so absolutely, it's. Uh, uh, but, um, but Leon, um, hmm. I think right now you were focusing on partners in Australia, and I oh. I hope or I I would expect that if we show this in this podcast but obviously also I saw a lot of tweets on 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 Twitter and on LinkedIn some, some publications. I am 100% sure that a lot of other partners out there in Germany, in the US, in across the world who are, who are thinking, well, I have this kind of skill set. I have a, micro, a Microsoft department. I have an SAP department. Um, what about them? Should they should yeah. they also join and, your hackathon? And, and, and let Australia? a little bit expand, not just a partner, by anybody, you know, so meaning I'm just wondering, I would love to have those kind of example publicly available on a GitHub. You know, yes. just to live, maybe mm. try it, you know, yeah. uh, ju just to try it, you know, because I mean, what I see, it's, it's I'm blown away. You know, you see um, such an easy way to integrate whatever you like and you just have the boxes, you have a connector, as you mentioned, low code or no code. And uh, but the example is always valuable, you know, and something which is available me just for a try would be, I mean, just as an idea. Uh, uh, wonderful for the global community, partner, customer, whatever, who, whoever, you know. So maybe yeah. if you think in that direction as well, um, maybe to publish yeah. it something. Look, yeah, we 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 really we're really excited about being able to to have to have had a successful inaugural hackathon. As I said at the start, we yeah. were a bit nervous. We're not sure how things were going to go. Obviously, everybody came together from the mentors through the experts through the participants and everyone else came together and and we we got to thank them. So so yes, we are actually looking at doing it again. Um uh, I I think Microsoft Australia and SAP Australia uh, put their hands up first. And they 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 say let's let's do it again, but but obviously you know uh, we 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 want to we want we want the whole world to do this, Gora, and we 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 want we want to have our customers and our partners use both of our technologies, and we really want to see that innovation go right. Because um, as I said at the start, yeah, you know, IaaS is so 2019, man. We gotta <laughs> we gotta get get a, get get with it, right? We gotta go we gotta go 
you know, innovative as, as simple yeah, as that. For sure. And I, I was going to say, Holger, when you said, you know, if we can go global and do that, just be careful what you wish for, because remember, you're a mentor, so you've got to support <laughs> all these people. <laughs> yes, yes. And look, create a you know, mentor bot, you know, there. <laughs> exactly. But 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 also, you know, practicalities like um, it, it takes a lot of time for all of the judges to go through nine or ten submissions. You know, there's there's three minute videos. That's a half an hour of their time. Um, there's, uh, you know, presentations uh, that they've got to look through. Now, so, so some of the judges remarked that, look, they started off really enthusiastic and they saw stuff and they scored, but as they saw more and more, they had to go back and watch mm -hmm. again because now you get the benchmark. So it was really time consuming and, and we just got to thank them for that. So imagine you get um, uh, 100 submissions, you know, we probably have to rethink how we score and evaluate them in that case. So we deliberately wanted to keep the first one a little bit small. We mm -hmm. wanted to have control over it. Um, We've we've got the process now, you know, we've proven that SAP and Microsoft can, can really work together on this event. We've proven that the technologies can gel to solve actual real life problems. Um, some of our participants already are engaging their own customers with some of the solutions that they've built. So, you know, it it is it is it couldn't couldn't have asked for more. This is this has just been an amazing couple of months um to be part of. I really think um, Etienne Leon, what 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 you pulled off there is is just amazing. And obviously, um, on the SAP side, Murali, uh, Martin, Marin, I, I think that's absolutely. That can can you can you guys see the the names we we had? We have a deliberate <laughs> shout out yes. to the names on on the background there. Um, uh, you can you can imagine sometimes with the two two giant organizations, um, the 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 process doesn't always flow as smooth. Um, you know, we, yeah. we we're waiting for for some some more process to take its course, and we can we can really bring this out to the public. But but nevertheless, look, um, there's there's no way Leon and I can put our hands up and say this is our baby. It absolutely was was that great partnership, and and Murali yeah. and Marina are just two of the the nicest gentlemen you can ever work with. Um, but it was yeah. really amazing. Yeah, I remember just, going just back. Maybe. Sorry, go go, Holger. No, I, I was just. Um, <clears throat> I mean, ideally, it would have been nice to also invite them in the podcast, but unfortunately, just to put this out, we have some, uh, let's say, legal challenges right now. <laughs> so, so we we keep this Microsoft internal for now. But, but I, I mean, I, I I mean, I've seen a lot of fantastic blogs from Murali. I've I've, I've I mean, obviously due to the time time zones, I. Typically, I meet him sometimes during TechEd events when they're on site, and I, I, I really love his work, what he's doing, and he's extremely committed. And I can only imagine that the, the other SAP team also contributed. They're amazing. So I, I mean, I, we have both of you on, on the show, which is fantastic, and I'm really, really thankful. But obviously, we could have had also some, some SAP colleagues there as well, which unfortunately is a little complicated. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when we finished up the event and, and you know, I actually uh, sent an email to him saying, I'm going to miss our calls in the morning. You know, it was always <laughs> it was always nice. You know, the, the SAP Microsoft calls that we had while we were running the event was it, it was great. They're really great guys to work with. And they Yeah, done look, I, I think taking four techies and asking them to run an event <laughs> is, is ambitious to say the least. But yeah, uh, yeah we did it right. We, we, yeah, we managed to work with legal and marketing on both sides of the fence and um it was a great learning experience uh, so now right. now here we are and we can we can move forward and do the next one that's it really this is what i call initiative you know 
Absolutely. <laughs> great work. Yeah, great I have work. to admit, I got a little bit of yeah. inspiration from, from, from Holger's uh, solutions, his integration <laughs> stories, his surround. So, so that was definitely an inspiration to, to, to bring this together. So um, uh, again, look, it was a, a big effort from mentors and experts and everybody combined. Yeah. Um, and you never can thank the participants enough because, because the quality of submissions really blew us away, right? We, we were all kind of waiting until the deadline for submissions um, uh, on that night, waiting to see what has happened, because obviously we've all put a lot of effort into this. So once those submissions start coming in, um, I think we were up to like 2 a.m. in the morning, still on the team's chat and saying, oh, have you guys seen this? And this is awesome. <laughs> Go and check that thing out. So yeah, we, we were all waiting uh, yeah. for the crescendo. Yeah. And, and, and while I'm thinking those, I mean, end-to-end -end examples, which makes sense as well, me, it gave me really a feeling what each component is really doing. You know, Absolutely. Well, I mean, bots are okay, yeah, but you know, when I see it plugged in in a concrete scenario, then I would, I have, you know, my my lamp is going, oh, okay, yes, now now I <laughs> yeah. get it really, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I so, was exactly the same, yeah. it, but not, not being a developer myself, you know, some of these services, I'm like, I don't even know what that service does, you know, but then once you see it in the, in the, in the solution, in the architecture, and you see what, what's produced, you go, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Now, makes sense. now I understand it. And hopefully, again, that again, we hope that that's what it's driving inside the the partners as well. That they're they're now learning other ways to do this. So when they come across that that new problem that a customer brings to them, they can start thinking a little it's, bit more outside the box. Exactly. If they've got an SAP landscape. If they've got SAP Cloud Platform and they're sitting on Azure, it opens it opens all kinds of opportunities for them to 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 tackle that solution. So, Solve problems innovatively. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Beautiful. Good. Um, I know. Um, I mean, it's it's already late for you, and and on a, on a Friday. So thank you very much. So you, you, we, I can see that that you're not only very very engaged and committed to this hackathon, but but also promoting it afterwards. Again, I mean, staying up late on a Friday evening. Thank you so much, Etienne. Thank you so much, um, Leon. I, I I really look forward to promoting these these solutions um going going forward and i'm very very much looking forward to the to the next iteration and then maybe going global or whatever because as you said Absolutely. i think there's so many so submissions let's really let's have. use the term going viral well done <laughs> good yes. with this um thank you so much so um we have one more episode coming up um, next week with a very special guest, I would say. Um, so Let's really keep looking it a for... secret. Let's, Let's keep, keep it a secret, secret for now. But it will be a very special guest, yeah, to Absolutely. wrap it up to 2020. Yeah. Exactly. Now I Good. see a question mark in their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Santa Claus. Is that who it is? No, no. no. Oh, let's see. <laughs> kind of. Yes, we'll, if you're we'll, we'll be tuning Claus, in to watch. Absolutely. <laughs> That's it. Perfect. Okay, then thank you again for joining and see you soon. Thank you Bye. very much. Bye-bye.